You're listening to the Profit Lovers Podcast, where profit is not a dirty word. I'm Melanie Miller. Consider this your business safe space, where we take a BS-free approach to building a profitable business, one that's also livable, it fits into your lifestyle, and it's lovable. You actually enjoy it. Well, most days anyway. Let's get into today's episode. Welcome back to another week of the Profit Lovers Podcast. Today's episode is focused on creating the best or the most successful, I guess they're synonymous, version of yourself. Why, you may ask, why would I want to do that, Melanie? Because sometimes we all need a little self-reflection without the self-flagellation, which by the way, if that's not a word that's in your vocabulary, It's not as dirty as it sounds. It simply means we don't need to self-flagellate or beat ourselves up, right? It's nice to review our behaviors, check in with our inner person (laughs) and make sure we are being our best selves. It is obviously going to help us create better businesses, better lives, better all around. There's a quote or a meme that does the rounds on socials. It tells women, like, be kind to yourself. You're doing the best you can. And whenever I see that post, I think, not me. I'm not being my best self. I ate too many snacks today. I scrolled TikTok instead of going for a walk. I wasted hours looking for the perfect stock image. And I took off in the middle of the day to go shop for the perfect shade of red lipstick. None of that's being my best self, let's be honest. So sometimes we need to dig a little deeper. We need to think about how we're behaving or not behaving and what impact or effect that that has on our success and on our business. Last week's podcast, which has hit the most number of downloads so far, which is pretty exciting. Check it out if you haven't already. It's about six fresh new approaches to running your business in 2022. There's some out-of-the-box thinking to get your head back in the game of making profit. Our first on the list was creating your non-sales-based success metrics. So there's an entire podcast episode on that as well. But the second on the list was creating a successful me persona. And that is what we are talking about today. There is this like vision that we hold of ourselves. And I'm not going to slip into the psychology of this because one semester of human psychology back in my university days does not an expert make. But I do remember talking about self-esteem and self-concept and self-image and self-worth. Back then I was young and naive and I had none of the ability to reflect as I do today, as we get a little bit older, a little bit wiser, in my opinion, it becomes a little bit easier to identify our strengths and our weaknesses. And being in the business world of 2022 means that we have this weird voyeuristic insight into other people's lives via social media. Of course, that can be both a positive and a negative thing, depending on who you're following and how much they edit their online presence or persona. If you followed the Rachel Hollis madness that went on last year, she rose to fame or infamy, depending, I guess, on how you look at it, by sharing a photo of herself on a beach in a bikini 
after having babies. And it was a post about feeling proud of her body in a society that shames women for their appearances. Now that photo was a catalyst to her becoming this like online, I don't know, messiah of women empowerment. And along with her husband, they then expanded into being like these gurus of like the perfect marriage, the the happiest marriage. But behind the scenes, they had a shitty marriage. Uh, They're now divorced and it's messy. If you followed her for marriage advice, if you paid big bucks for her marriage boot camps or bought her books, the reality she was selling you via her offers and social media were not at all what was going on in her life. On top of that, she stole work from women of color, behaved like a privileged spoiled brat, and I believe is currently right now podcasting about what a dick her ex-husband is. So with that in mind, we're not trying to morph ourselves into someone who appears to have it all together online. We're not trying to do the fake it until you make it kind of thing. We're certainly not copying anyone's offers or anyone's marketing methods or anything like that. The idea of creating this most successful persona is looking around you at people you admire, and they can be business owners or influencers. They could be friends could be old school teachers. It doesn't matter what they do. It's how they inspire you that we're looking for. Now, of course, we need to apply our filter of reality. We're all grown people here. We know that everything that we see or perceive isn't necessarily someone else's truth or reality, but that doesn't mean that you can't still use it to positively influence and direct how you show up in your life and how you show up as a business owner. When we do this exercise in members club, or when I talk to clients about this exercise, there are a few names that just come up consistently again and again and again. And it's people like Marie Forleo, Amy Porterfield, uh, and Denise Duffield-Thomas. They're mentioned for you know many different reasons. And then there are some industry specific uh, business owners, influencers, people who come up as well quite often. The positive attributes women often want to emulate are the confidence that they see in these people, the consistency that they see, especially around their marketing, their ability to outsource, their ability to generate big profits, the great work-life balance that they have. You can see how identifying those like core strengths can have you thinking about your own approach to business and your own actions and your own behaviors. I've mentioned one of our OG profit lovers before, the wonderful Prue from Creative Family Historian. While we were one-on-one coaching, I sent her a postcard to stick on her wall and it said, what would Amy do? Nothing else. Not even a from Melanie from memory. It just said, what would Amy do? Because I know Prue deeply admires Amy's ability to list build and the high impact offers that Amy Porterfield has created. So when Prue's crafting her own opt-in offers, she's always reflecting on how to make them high impact. Like what a really powerful way to take inspiration from somebody else and apply it to your own business. Identifying that Amy is someone who inspires you, for instance, doesn't mean that you want to sell online courses like she does to the masses, marry a firefighter and move to Texas. It's not about living someone else's life. It's a deeper reflection about habits and behaviors and skills. Amy has really stuck to her core offers. She's grown slowly and very intentionally. There was no overnight success. 
think she's been around for at least a decade. She's polished and she's considered when she speaks. She shows up for her business consistently. And that is despite her battling her own self-image demons, which she's spoken about very openly and honestly on her own podcast. Now, there is a lot that I know I could personally use to direct how I show up in my business that I could use as inspiration. When we do this exercise in Members Club, we do dig a lot deeper and we pair this exercise with our own daily habits and mindset challenges and all of that good stuff. But you can get started by simply just paying attention. I want to pass on some great advice I got a few years ago. I was being all like totally green jelly monster over someone else's success in business. Someone who in my mind was making like this bucket loads of sales, which to me means you also make bucket loads of profit and had become this respected icon of online business owners. And one of my previous mastermind buddies said to me, Melanie, you don't want what she has. You want the outcome you think she's achieved. The business owner who I had put up on a pedestal worked crazy hours. They were always traveling. And I got into business to not do that. That was my previous life. And I didn't want to do that anymore. I wanted her fat sales, but I wasn't willing to do what that business owner had done to get there. So while you're lovingly gazing at people who you admire, dig deeper into what got them there. And if it's the outcome that you're chasing, or if it is something else, think about what actions, investments, habits got them to the outcome and how you could do the same. When I think about that business owner today, who, by the way, blew up their business because of a massive load of tax bills they hadn't prepared for, like ridiculous, outrageous spending, zero cash flow management. What I really wanted was a beautifully branded, polished business. And I wanted great connections. They were the outcomes that I actually wanted. This business owner had their branding just so down pat. It was gorgeous. And I wanted a more polished image. And I wanted business friends. Ah, That sounds so lame, doesn't it? I had no business friends for the longest time and I felt like a loser. I was having this conversation with one of my clients this week. She was saying how she wanted to be like one of the cool kids in business, but instead she was having like these high school flashbacks. And I totally get that. And had I reflected more deeply, I would have recognized it in the business owner. I was so envious of, right? While she was building connections and she was becoming a person of influence and she was investing in her branding and growing her email marketing list, that was leading to her hitting these massive sales goals while I was hiding out at home, feeling like the kid who hadn't been invited to the sleepover. So let me hand this over to you now. Think about who inspires you. Who do you admire and how do they show up in the world that's different to the way that you show up? How do they show up in business that's different to the way that you show up or you behave? And what could you do to emulate these positive things that you admire so much about them? 
Next week, I'll talk more about profitable business design. You might remember my clumsy attempt to explain what I meant in my last podcast episode. I promise to be more articulate in the next episode. But if you're stuck in the day-to-day running of your business and you can't quite see a way to plan yourself out of that, then you'll definitely want to listen to that episode. In the meantime, while you're thinking about who inspires you and how they show up in the world, I will be totally refreshing Members Club. I have a shiny new sales page that will be ready for you soon to check out so that you can get on the wait list when we open doors for when we open doors. And I'm going hard in on women and profit this year. As Teddy Roosevelt once said, we will not be pussyfooting around. (laughs) That's two pussy references in one podcast. Go have a think about who inspires you. Think about how they show up, how they behave, what they do that is helping them create the life that you would love to have and give yourself some small goals that you could bring into your day. Until next week, happy profit loving. Hey, Profit Lover, if you enjoyed today's episode, please do leave a review so other women just like you can find the Profit Lovers podcast. And I'd love it if you subscribed so you never miss an episode. And finally, always remember that profit isn't a dirty word.